Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where he reels statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. For the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. This Major League Baseball episode covers every game scheduled to be played on Wednesday, September 21st, 2022. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability using hitter and pitcher projections I've created and a side note, made a little bit of an adjustment to those pitcher projections today. I kind of noticed it felt like uh, I was a little bit overreacting to certain results. And I kind of always want to slow that down, um, take a, a more broader view of things. Uh, so there's just a, a few tweaks in that. Also did some cleaning up of the pitcher projections. There are a few relievers that had snuck in there. Uh, so you'll see just a, a couple of changes. In general, most things stay roughly the same. There are a couple of pitchers that moved around a lot. But for the most part, um, you know, uh, the guys at the top, a lot of their numbers kind of dropped a little bit. But it, it's not really a huge change. It's just making sure that those guys are – I mean, those guys are already really good. So if they all kind of drop three or four points, it doesn't change much. Uh, but the point being, these pitcher projections – uh, and all the projections, always tweaking them. That's what I do as a statistician is just try to constantly look at things, um, make things better, never want to overreact, but always trying to make things better every single uh, time I, I mess with anything. Um, never want to get stale with that. And these projections get me to a win probability. Made a slight tweak to that as well. A lot here happening, I'm telling you, early in the episode. Um, I had noticed some of the better offenses uh, just wasn't coming through in the win probability. So added a little bit of a quadratic to that instead of a linear approach just to get those top-tailed off at top tiered offenses just to tail up a little bit and give a little bit more value. We saw it here Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday, both with the Astros, right? One of the better offenses in the league, uh, exceeding their expectations. We've seen it all year with the Dodgers. Uh, on occasion, we see it with a team like the Blue Jays or the Yankees when they're at full strength. The model underestimates them a little bit. So again, just trying to tweak that up a little bit. So the model, which has already done really well on the whole and on most teams, just does a little bit better. Always trying to make things better. This allows me to make one money line pick or one line pick on every game that's played seven days a week, though there are no Sunday shows. I always say, do what you want with these picks. All of them, some of them, none of them. Take what you like and leave the rest. My goals in this episode are share key information about the games, a few things I think on explain why certain plays are being made in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with me or against me for investing your hard-earned money. And as I go through my plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling. So I'll give you our loves, likes, and leans to get my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. As always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to see it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Monday was okay. Tuesday down. So we're in a little bit of a hole this week that we have to climb out of. We've been able to mostly do that for the last several many weeks. Uh, the changes that I talked about at the top of the show were things I was already working on independent of how Tuesday's games went. It feels like we're right around on a couple of these, just barely missing with some one run losses. Um, just some, you know, frustrating type things. It's felt like we're right there. And that's hopefully some of these changes will kind of get us, from the last couple of weeks, it's felt like it's been right there, but it just hasn't been able to get over the top. And so I'm hoping a couple of these tweaks can get us from hanging in there, a little up, a little down, uh, to really putting us more consistently over the top like we were uh, more like a month ago. As I'm always saying, though, if the down stretches are this break-even type run we've had over the last you know couple of weeks, that's not a bad thing, uh, knowing that we had the good stretch before that. So hopefully these tweaks can get us back to some of those good stretches that we had. Before we get to today's game, some quick reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you're yet, please consider subscribing or following. 
It's free. And if you turn notifications on, then you won't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Check out Horse Racing Today if you like to play the ponies. You can find their stuff at horseracingtoday.net. It's our team at five with over 125 years of combined experience in handicapping horse races. There's an angle they don't know or bias they can't identify. Check out their YouTube shows or the website. Links are in the description. And lastly, a reminder, we've started up a Patreon page for those of you looking to support the show. Membership starts at just $3 per month. Benefits include things like exclusive access to the play of the day or Discord group where we're just chatting about. Sometimes for fun, some just about the game. Sometimes we chat about line movements and different things that we like. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun place to hang out. It's uh, just kind of a big group chat if you're not familiar with it. Uh, you can also get some ad-free and early access to the shows as well as early access to the projected spreads. So hopefully a lot of benefits there that you find interesting on this wednesday here we will have two afternoon games there else will be night games getting going here at 12 20 eastern will be the nats and the braves took a chance on the nats here on tuesday and they they hung in there despite corbin not going more than an inning uh, coming up due to injury um relievers did solid uh, great plus odds if you had plus odds on the run line then you profit on that took the money line didn't work out, but run line would have. Uh, kind of like we are talking about, it was just the, the Braves were just being overpriced in a game where they had a pitcher edge, but it wasn't a huge one. And the way the injury turned out, I don't know. It was kind of a weird situation. But the Nats hung in. They just couldn't quite get it done for us. This afternoon game with the Nats and Braves, I mean, it should be all Braves again. But they were able to cover the run line for us on Monday when we had that very great play. But if you took them on the run line on Tuesday didn't work out if you back them I think you kind of got to look that way because the price will be really high model says it should be minus 330 massive pitching discrepancy here Max Freed one of the better pitchers in baseball uh, Josiah Gray well below average not much to say about both these guys I mean Gray's got a rating of 110 Freed of 73 and that's about all there is to say there's no smoke and mirrors here both of their ERAs are pretty representative one of these guys is really good and one of them isn't Obviously, the Braves relievers are better. The Braves offense is better. It should be all Braves. Again, model says minus 330, but it's all about the price. If it's minus 400 on the Braves, that's just too much. Uh, and again, you start thinking about taking a chance on the Nats or you take a plus one and a half or a plus two and a half or something like that, whatever whatever floats your boat. If we can get a price like minus um, 300, then that's something that's a whole lot more exciting and something I'm interested in. So it just kind of depends on what price we can get. Uh, Weather-wise, mid-80s to start, warming up to about 90 degrees by finish, relatively warm afternoon in Atlanta. Winds will stay mostly around two miles an hour, so pretty uh, pretty nothingness you know, with regards to the winds. But model says the total should be eight. Doesn't really expect the Nats to score a lot. Another one of those situations where if you like an over, uh, you can play a Braves team total over. You're going to have to pay a price for it, but they should score a lot of runs. And if you like an under, play on that Nats team total under you're having to pay the premium for it but they shouldn't score that many runs off of freed especially given uh just how much of a mismatch is this is from freed versus the Nats offense and then the Braves offense first Josiah Gray so those are just some different ways you can look there again model says total should be eight and it should be Braves minus 330 I'll make a pick on Twitter and in the Google sheet sometime closer to first pitch the afternoon game, 210 Eastern, Mets at the Brewers. This one should be around 70 degrees for most of it, so I'm projecting they open the roof. Whether it's open or closed is not really a big deal with regards to total. Model says 8.2. Actual total is 8.5. It's not really an under that I would touch. This Braves offense, I mean, this Brewers offense, as we talk about, is so hit or miss. They're so reliant on the home run ball. 
Walker's an above average pitcher, but the Brewers could hit a few home runs off of him. Uh, and then AJ Hauser going for the Brewers is a guy I just don't trust at all right now. So the Mets could easily put up a you know handful of crooked numbers on him, getting that Brewers bullpen that's worked a lot lately. I'm on the Mets here at minus 121. It's a B-grade pick. I think they're worth a look, even though it's just a B-grade. I do think it's worth adding to your portfolio. It's not my favorite edge of the day. But I like Walker more than Hauser. I like the Mets relievers more than the Brewers relievers. I like the Mets offense more than the Brewers offense. This isn't that big of a price. So, I mean, I, I like the Mets here at minus 121. Model says it should be minus 125. But just when you think about the bullpen situation and how much they've been taxed, how much they're probably going to be taxed again here with Hauser going um, – I just I think the Brewers don't have enough relievers to get it done here. So like the Mets at the short price of minus one twenty one. So night games Cubs at the Marlins six forty Eastern. Just a quick reminder: we don't want to overreact to one game or two games. Cubs were terrible on Monday as we backed them. I told you I said, hey, doesn't necessarily mean anything's bad for Tuesday. Went back to the well and the Cubs got it done for us. So. Just a reminder, a team can look really bad one day, and there's a reason why in baseball they say momentum is only as good as the next day starting pitcher. Momentum, honestly, even if that wasn't for that, doesn't translate day to day in baseball. You have good teams and you have bad teams, and good teams tend to perform good, bad teams tend to perform bad. In this situation, both teams are bad, so they both tend to perform bad, which means maybe a little extra variability, and that's what we saw, you know, what we see sometimes with these teams from night to night. Uh, no line yet on this one. There's no The pitchers have not been confirmed, but the model – uh, I plugged in a pair of lefties, Drew Smiley and Jesus Lazardo. Assuming it is these two pitchers, got a pretty big edge for the Marlins pitching wise. Smiley's just average. He's had good results. It's a little smoke and mirrors, as the underlying metrics say. His ERA should be about a full run higher than it is. Whereas Lazardo's been a solid pitcher, as we talked about with him before. He does have one out of every four or five starts where he just gets lit up. This Cubs offense probably not the one to do it. Not to say it can't happen, but he should be able to have a pretty solid start. I'd like to back the Marlins here if I could. Model says minus 134. Obviously, around 130, I think it's definitely worth a play. In the low 120s, it would be an A-grade pick for me. So that's what I'd like to do. But obviously, if the if the Marlins are something like plus 150 or plus 160, we're not going to force it. We're going to look to back the Cubs in the run line just like we did on the first two days of this series. So it just depends on the price. Again, we'll figure something out on that later on. Model says the total should be 7.8 in that one. 640 Eastern first pitch, Astros at the Rays. Talking about not overreacting. This Astros team is really good. And again, one of the reasons I've been making some model tweaks to kind of give the offense the respect they deserve. Uh, as, as Even against a, a pitcher as good as McClanahan, they were able to get to him. In this one, though, I think this is a coin toss game. The Astros have a starting pitcher edge with McCullers, but it's not that big. The ERAs between these two pitchers are two runs apart, but the advanced metrics are basically the same for these two guys. Now, of course, for McCullers, it's only six games, but he's been, he's had some good starts. He's had some rough starts. I don't just, it's not that I don't fully trust McCullers as an Astros fan. I, I just think I don't have him right now. I don't see him as the pitcher he was last year just yet. That doesn't mean he can't round into that form by the playoffs. As a fan, I hope that happens. But right now, he's just a little bit up and down. And not to say this Rays offense isn't up and down as well. It projects above average, but they go through stretches where they don't score. Obviously, they don't score a lot in that ballpark being one of the two top pitcher-friendly ballparks in baseball. But they go through stretches where even if it's a run-deflating environment in this series so far, they should have scored more than zero runs. So that offense is a little up and down. McCullers is a little up and down. 
he could have another shutout tonight and the Rays could go all three games here to start the series off without any runs. I wouldn't be that shocked, especially in that park. But but on the other hand, you know, the Rays could easily come out and get to McCullers. He's been tending to allow a lot of base runners. And in that situation, it just takes, you know, one bases clearing double and all of a sudden they got a three spot in that park with a pitcher like Kluber, who's, who's just average, but solid enough. Three runs might get it done. Three runs would probably get it done for us on the run line. That's my play here. Minus 167 on the Rays run line. It's an A-grade pick. I just think this is a coin toss game, so I think this is really good odds for a coin toss low-scoring game on the run line here. You can take a chance on the money line at plus 115. I think that's worth a look. I don't know what happens to this. The Ashes looked really impressive in the first two games, but I can tell you that there is zero backing statistically if you say, well, the Ashes won the first two games of the series, thus blank. That doesn't mean the Rays are going to come back and win. It doesn't mean the Ashes are going to sweep. It has very little bearing. This Astros team is good, and they're better than the Rays, but they're on the road. And at some point, I think the price of Astros minus 125, minus 130, I just think it's a little bit too high. I think it's Rays or pass, and if you say this Astros team is too good and you don't want to fade them, I think passing is a good decision. I think the run line makes a lot of sense, though. Total is seven. And the model says 7.1. So if just so few runs, a run line play here at these odds, I just think makes a lot of sense. For a race team, that's still pretty good, despite the fact that they're, of course, playing a really good team themselves in the Astros. 6.40 Eastern, first pitch. Red Sox at the Reds. Red Sox getting it done for us here on Tuesday night with the A-grade play. Again, I can't say enough good things about Bayo. I feel like he's a really good pitcher, and people just don't realize that he's pretty solid at this point. <laughs> he's got that inflated ERA. I don't know what else there's to say about it. Uh, no line on this one. We're projecting Michael Walker and Chase Anderson. Walker's solid, not as good as that ERA, but still an above-average pitcher. Chase Anderson is a guy I love to fade, one of the worst pitchers in the starting pitcher database. 643 ERA, and it may be not that bad, but it's not that good either. Massive edge here for the Red Sox in the starting pitcher department. A little bit of an edge with the relievers. Not that the Red Sox relievers are great, but they're a little better than the Reds relievers. Obviously, the Red Sox have a much better offense. So this should be all Red Sox model. Says Red Sox minus 199. So if it starts with a one, I'm good with it on the Red Sox. You could look to play the run line. The projected total in this game is 10. It's going to start off around 90 degrees in Cincinnati and 90 degrees in that ballpark can really make for some hitter-friendly conditions. It's still going to close in the low 80s, so pretty hitter-friendly conditions in a pretty hitter-friendly ballpark. It's going to feel more like a summer game than a September game here uh, tonight in Cincinnati, so definitely a situation where it, I, I don't think you're going to be able to get over nine, but if for some reason it opens up, it's these two pitchers and you can get over nine, lock that in and run. Even over nine and a half, I don't think it's a bad play in that park with these conditions. Wind-wise, will be blowing kind of a cross, maybe something to check on closer to first pitch. At the start of the game, it's going to be close to 10 miles an hour, and it might be blowing a little bit out to left field. might be blowing more across, though, depending on which way that goes. That could boost your expected run total easily by another quarter run, half run, something like that. Uh, so we can just really hit our friendly conditions. Waka should be able to hold the Reds down a little bit, but in those conditions, Reds still should score something. The Red Sox bullpen probably gives up something. I mean, the Reds probably can get three or four runs themselves, I think the Red Sox could probably put up a sixth spot in this one. I would like the Red Sox to win. Obviously, though, it's all about the price. You can start with a one. I'm on the Red Sox. Maybe look run line just because I think there's going to be a lot of runs. If the price is too high, at some point you take a chance on the Reds. Obviously, it all just depends on the price, though. 6.45 Eastern Shark Time Blue Jays at the Phillies. Uh, two teams that played a football game on Tuesday, 18-11 to 11 Phillies with that. Two-point conversion to get them within seven. Just going to get the onside kick there in the ninth, I suppose. <laughs> a wild one there uh, on 
Tuesday. Not expecting the same thing on Wednesdays. The total on this one is eight. Model says 8.3. A pair of fantastic pitchers going in Kevin Gaussman and Zach Wheeler. Gaussman's probably better than that 345 ERA. line metrics hit should be more in the mid twos. Fantastic pitcher. The advanced metrics love him. Wheeler, on the other hand, 307 ERA. That's not smoke and mirrors. He is really good. The caveat with him is we don't really know exactly how deep he's going to go. Noah Syndergaard's going to piggyback behind him. And so given that we already know that, you don't know exactly how many innings, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be more than maybe three, four innings, max of five if everything goes perfect. But he's not going to be given the full leash to go deep into this one. Now, Syndergaard still projects to be above average, but he's still a drop-off from Zach Wheeler. Here's the thing, though. When we think about these type of situations, if Wheeler can get through four innings, say, that's probably optim- maybe optimistic, but if he can get through four innings, knowing that the Phillies have some decent relievers, he's not going to be asked to throw innings five through eight. He'd probably only be asked to throw innings five and six, five, and five, six, seven, maybe. You're basically telling a guy who's been a starter his whole career, and obviously at most of his career hasn't been a guy who's going nine innings, but you're telling him to go as hard as he can one time through the lineup that makes them a lot better, right? Starters are, in general, starters are better than relievers. The only exceptions to that are the relievers who turned out to be closers who only have two pitches, but they're amazing pitches or maybe a third pitch. Very rare do we see anything otherwise from that, from the great relievers. The benefit of the starters is that they've got multiple pitches to really keep you off balance. Well, most starters, again, a few guys aside, but most starters, the way they utilize that is by not showing all their pitches the first time through, maybe even the second time through. So you've still got something to show them the third time through to really keep them off balance. That's the way you get through a lineup three times. For Syndergaard here, it's not he gets a boost because he's not going to have to do that. He can throw everything at him that first time or at least the second time and not hold anything back. That's going to make him a little bit better. So it's not that I love what he offers at this point, but it's a decent spot for him to come behind him. So it is a drop off from Wheeler to Syndergaard, but I can see a situation where again, Wheeler goes four, Syndergaard goes two, three, and all of a sudden it turns out to be a pretty good start because the guys are able to use their pitches a little bit more liberally than if they were saying we had to go eight innings. So all that to say, I think it's not a bad spot for the Phillies, but I don't really like laying odds with the Phillies here against a really good, like I talked about mostly overpriced, but still really good blue Jays team with Kevin Gaussman throwing. So it's only a C grade pick for me on the Phillies at minus minus one twelve. model says it should be minus minus one twelve, but I'm not really getting excited about this Phillies play unless it's a one Oh something really one Oh five would be a, a much more exciting play. If I could even money on the Phillies, we're really excited about it at that point, but at minus one twelve, I back the Phillies, but it's just not a great investment. It's not poorly that poorly priced right now. Uh, so it's only a C-grade pick for me in this one. Again, Phillies have probably better relievers than the Blue Jays. Offense probably lags a little and or it's pretty close. Phillies are at home. Uh, it's just there's enough uncertainty with the starting pitcher situation with the Phillies. As much as it can go well, it's obviously not as good as just Kevin Gaussman, who's a fantastic pitcher. So again, I'll, I'll back the Phillies at home. I just want better a better price before I invest more in it than I have right now. 705 Eastern Short Time Tigers at the Orioles. Got an A-grade winner on the Tigers. Told you yesterday is one of the biggest discrepancies I saw all day. Uh, money line play there would have paid off if if you put a little bit on that. Wednesday, it'll be around 80 degrees for most of this game. Wind's blowing out 5 to 10 miles an hour. 
Matt Manning and Jordan Lyles, a pair of fairly average pitchers, both relievers a little above average. Of course, the big discrepancy here is the fact that the Orioles have a competent offense and the Tigers don't. Obviously, the game in Baltimore gives them a little boost. Model says this game is priced really well. Model says it should, it should be Orioles minus 156, and that's about how it's set up when you add the juice in. I'll take the better team here at home with the Orioles, but minus 163 is not a valuable play. In the 150s, I'm a little bit more excited about it. Uh, minus 140s, but minus 163, I'll back the Orioles, but it's just not a great investment with regards to the value that it offers. That's why it's only a C-grade pick. Again, a pretty well-priced game, pretty well-priced total. Model says 8.1, actual total is 8. So I think the odds makers have nailed this one. Maybe by the time you watch this or later on in the day, you can shop around, you can see a different price, and maybe there's an edge but right now until it moves off of that. I don't think it's really the most valuable game to invest in on the evening. 7 to 5 Eastern, first pitch Pirates at the Yankees. Pirates getting it done for us on the run line, but my goodness, a 4 and lead in the ninth, and they somehow still lose the game. Like I'm always saying, those Pirates are leaders. You can always count on them to give up some runs. They are. There's a reason they rate so, so poorly, according to the model. Um, obviously, big edges everywhere again for the Yankees here on this one. I still don't think this is a fully healthy Yankees team. It's a much better looking Yankees team than we saw a week, week and a half, whatever it was ago. This Yankees offense at least now projects to be back above average. There was a stretch there where it was projecting around average based off all the bodies they had on the IL. The relievers are now projecting above average. So it doesn't look like it's a fully healthy Yankees team, but it's getting a lot better. The issue is I think they're a little bit overpriced here. Again, as much as I think they have an edge in every facet of this game and their home, it's just hard to justify a price like minus 300. We saw what happened here on Tuesday night. Easily could have lost that game, probably should have lost that game. It could easily be a similar story here on Wednesday where it's a tight ball game. I'm going to go back to the run line at plus one and a half here, plus 120 odds. It's a B-grade pick. I think there's a little bit of value on this. Again, the run line road team at plus odds makes a lot of sense my issue with this not being an a grade is the yankees are just a good team and again they've got just such good edges everywhere in this game uh it's hard to be more confident in that although like i said i like the plus 120 odds on the run line model says this should be yankees minus 245 so again it's pirates or pass a price like yankees minus 300 it's not a smart play by itself it's not a smart play on the on a in a parlay it doesn't mean they don't win it just means it's the type of play that if we're making it night in and night out it's not going to win at a high enough clip for us to be profitable in the long run so price like plus 260 or so on the pirates might be worth the flyer like i said i'm just going to stick to the run line at work for us on tuesday i'm going to go back to it here on wednesday uh, Contreras probably not as good as at 324 era i think he's closer to league average severino of course an above average pitcher not sure exactly how long he's going, how deep he's going to be able to go in this one. But again, the Yankees relievers starting to get a little bit healthier should offset that if you're a Yankees fan. Total on this one's eight. Model says 8.2. 805 Eastern first pitch. Angels at the Rangers. A weird one. I tweeted about this. Uh, just a weird situation. One of the rare cases where nobody seemed to notice, I guess, for quite a long time that Mayers pitched in relief the day before and so it was he was listed as a pitcher that was plugged into the model it's what we talked about so i like the rangers at that price thinking it's just a wash with regards to basically everything in that uh in that game 
And then when he's scratched and they go to Sandoval, all of a sudden now the Angels have a better pitcher. Usually when a pitcher gets gets scratched, it goes to a worse pitcher. But every once in one out of every 10-ish game, something like that happens, and it didn't work out. I, I reposted a model that the Angels should definitely be road favorites, and they pulled it out. So it didn't work out for us where my, the probability that the Rangers win that game shifted like 10 percentage points going from a below average pitcher like Mayers to a pretty good one in Sandoval. What are you going to do? Hopefully you didn't see, you know, by the time you saw this, you knew about the pitching change and weren't on the Rangers at that point. Uh, I am on the Rangers though again tonight. Hopefully nothing crazy like that happens again here, but I'll be on the Rangers here at an eight o'clock Eastern start. Tucker Davidson and Dane Dunning, a Rangers pitcher edge. I have really no faith in Tucker Davidson. He's got an ERA almost at seven. The advanced metrics say maybe it's not that bad, but it's still pretty bad. Dunning is just an average pitcher. His ERA is pretty accurate in the mid fours, but an average pitcher is a whole lot better than Tucker Davidson. Um, reliever, talked about this yesterday. Relievers and offense is all about the same. It's pretty much a wash. You got the Rangers at home with a better starting pitcher. I'm going to lay the minus 142 with the B grade pick model. So this should be minus 146. If I could get this in the mid minus 130s, we're talking about an A grade, but at this point, it's just not not a good enough price just yet. But I do think the Rangers are worth a look. I think they get this done at home. And again, I just like the fact that we've got a pitcher edge at home and the Angels have no edge in this game. As you know, maybe you could say an edge like their top two hitters are better than the Rangers' top two hitters, but A, it's not by much. And B, then we say the Rangers, you know, fourth and fifth best hitters are better than the Angels' fourth and fifth best hitters. It's all a wash with regards to these two lineups, these two relievers. There's nothing to write home about with the relievers. Offenses are both top heavy. Give me Dane Dunning over Tucker Davidson at a price that's not too steep here on the Rangers. Bigger pick for me there. Game with a total of 8.5. Model says 8.7. 18 Eastern, first pitch. Twins at the Royals. Mid-70s in Kansas City, around 70 degrees to close. A little cold front coming through. Opposite situation from Friday night. Excuse me, from Tuesday night. Told you all, 8.5 was out there. Loved the over 8.5. It got to 9. If you took over 9, which I said I was still fine, at least you pushed. Different situation here is that was warm and the winds are blowing out. And we got to we got we got we knew we'd have at least nine runs by the sixth inning. We had nine runs by the sixth inning. Uh, different situation with cooler temperatures and the winds blowing in at ten to fifteen miles an hour as the fronts come through here. So a completely different story. Not two great pitchers, but all of a sudden now the model projects a total of seven point nine. The actual total is eight. So they've at least read the weather correctly on this one. Um, Bailey Ober and Daniel Lynch, both very average pitchers. ERA wise, there's a bit of a discrepancy, um, even underlying metrics wise, but it's only in eight games for Bailey Ober. He's had a good eight games, 349 ERA, but using historical data, you know, I, I don't think he can quite keep up that pace. He, he has to show me a little bit more before I start projecting that to be the reality. I say he's a little better than Lynch. Uh, not by much. Mulligan's Bailey a 99 rating and Lynch a 103. So a little bit better, but not by a ton. Lynch, more of an average pitcher as the advanced metrics. He has the should be in the mid fours. Obviously, the Twins relievers better. Twins offense better. On the road, though, give me the Twins at minus 138. Model says it should be minus 134, so not a lot of value on this one. But I'll take the better team. It's just hard to back a road favorite when they don't have a huge starting pitcher edge. If you have more faith in Bailey Ober and what he's done in 38 innings this year, then you probably like the minus 138 a little bit better than I do. I'm just not convinced yet. I do think he's better than Lynch, but it's very, very small. Biggest key here is that the Twins relievers are better, so that's 
you know, if we get to the bullpens quickly, that could play into it. Royals offense tends to hit the ball fairly well at home. We saw that here on Tuesday night. So I'll take the Twins, but the price is just too high to get that excited about. Again, 138. Run 130, I'm a lot more excited about it in the 120s, but 138, I'll back the Twins, but only with a C grade. 18 Eastern first pitch and a wonky night in baseball. Still count on the Guardians. Got it done for us on Tuesday night. Backing them here with an A grade pick on Wednesday at plus 112. I think it's a coin toss game here. Uh, I think Lynn is a better pitcher than Tristan McKenzie, but this Guardians team has been winning all season long, overperforming the metrics. This White Sox team has been underperforming the metrics. I know the White Sox are at home, and again, I think that Lynn is the better pitcher, but the Guardians' offense, I think, is better than this White Sox offense, righty on righty. You know, again, White Sox facing the lefty, probably a little bit different of a story. This Guardians' offense is a little bit better. I love these Guardians relievers. And again, the Guardians have been getting it done for us. I think it's a coin toss game. I don't think McKenzie, uh, Lynn is that much better than McKenzie. ERA-wise, McKenzie's had a better season, but underlying metrics-wise, Lynn's got him beat by about a half a run. So again, I do think Lynn is the better pitcher. I just think that the Guardians at plus 112 offers tremendous value. It's an A-grade pick for me on them. Again, I think it's a straight coin toss game. You can take run line. The price is really steep there. And so I'm just going to say coin toss game. Give me the plus odds. Let's see how it goes. A great pick for me on the Guardians here on this Wednesday night. Total this one 7.5. Model says 7.7. Assuming we don't see crazy extra inning shenanigans, I think we won't see quite as many runs here on Wednesday as we did on Tuesday. 840 Eastern first pitch Giants at the Rockies. I hate the Rockies. I can't back them and win. I can't fade them and win. It, it's... <laughs> Other than the Rockies and the Diamondbacks are the two teams that this is happening with. Every other team I've either just done well on or done mediocre on, or if I've done bad in one thing, I've done well in the other, done okay in the other. Uh, it's just been like there's maybe a little bias and it just you know fades them a little too much or a little you know backs them a little too much, something like that. And it's a little bit easier to deal with those like, oh, the model's just a little bit under on this team. And it is what it is. We take it, we try to take advantage of that, and the model's right, you know, six out of ten times. And that's what leads us to, you know, slow and steady profits. The Rockies and the Diamondbacks, and it's just random. There's always a team like this, but it's just the teams that we just can't zig and zag correctly with. There's nothing about specific pitchers, home road, backing, fading. It's just they don't want to cooperate. <laughs> thought we had a good spot with the Rockies here uh, on Tuesday against the Giants bullpen game. Giants bullpen game in Coors, and yet they actually pitch perfectly fine. So I don't know. I'll be back on the Rockies again here tonight at plus 120. It's 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 a it's a favorable matchup in the starting pitching department for the Giants with Logan Webb versus Herman Marquez. Relievers though is kind of a wash. The model actually says the Rockies relievers are a little bit better than the Giants relievers. You wouldn't have known that here from what we've seen in this series, but again, that's just a, a really small sample size. Obviously, the Giants bats are better than the Rockies bats, but I mean they hit really well at home. Again, one of the strongest home field advantages. Even though it hasn't worked trying to back the Rockies here at home, uh, they've uncharacteristically won a couple games this weekend on the road and lost a couple at home. So I, I'm just going to stick with what we know to be true from a data standpoint. 
and back the Rockies and say that plus 120 is too high of a price. Model says it should be Giants minus 109. Webb's a really good pitcher. Y'all know I've touted him and like backing him. Um, 302 ERA, underlying metrics say that's pretty accurate, but Herman Marquez is not that far behind him. He does have an inflated ERA. He struggled at the start of the season, and it's inflated because, of course, the underlying metrics for him uh, say his ERA should be much lower. So Webb's a better pitcher, but it's not by a ton. And again, when you consider the massive home foot advantage the Rockies have, I think this is like coin toss game slight edge giant. So plus 120 offers some value here on the Rockies. It's a B-grade play for me. Not high enough plus odds to get really excited, but enough that I think it's worth a flyer. In a game in Coors, you feel like half the time you never know what's going to happen there. So given that we don't really know what's going to happen, the Giants tend to have a better home field. I think plus odds make sense. It's not like the starting pitcher edge is massive for the Giants. And if it does get into the relievers, again, I think maybe slight edge Rockies just because those Giants relievers I just don't think are very good this year. Total in this game is 10. Model says eight and a half. It's gonna be a chilly night in Denver, and the winds will be blowing in at five to ten miles an hour, around sixty degrees for most of this game. So the ball's gonna fly there because of the altitude, but it's not gonna like super fly there like it normally does. It, it's gonna be a little bit more muted. So the like normal like routine fly balls that get out at course, especially if the wind's blowing out or it's hot, those are gonna be like warning track fly balls now instead of home runs. So. Model things go under 10. Obviously, unders are scary and coors, but you got two above average starting pitchers. So I tend to agree that 10's a little bit too high for this. Model says it should be nine. Um it, it, weather-wise, it sets up again a lot of variability with cores. You never exactly know, but weather-wise, it, I agree with the idea that 10 is too many runs. And again, two solid starting pitchers. 940 Eastern first pitch Cardinals at the Padres. Cardinals letting us down here on Tuesday night. Miles um, Michaelis here on Wednesday versus Blake Snell. I like the way that Snell's been pitching lately. I'm going to back him at minus 118. The model says this game is priced really well. Model says minus 112. That's pretty smack in the middle of where it's being priced at right now. So since it's no real mathematical edge, I'll just take the pitcher who I like the way he's been performing lately. Snell's been pretty good uh, for most of the season that he's pitched the underlying metrics for him this year are almost a full run fav more favorable than Michaelis. So give me the starting pitcher edge with Snell and the home team offensively and reliever wise. The model thinks it's pretty much a wash. I think minus 118 is a little steeper than I'd like to pay, but I still think the Padres are a decent side to back. Maybe they're starting to kind of figure it out. We, we always assumed they would. It just took way longer after the break than anybody expected. There's a chance to start to put it together, and they're a really good team. So back to Padres at minus 118. I wish it was a better price. If it's minus 110, that's more of a B grade. You know, closer to even money would be a fantastic play. I don't think we're ever going to get that. But I'll back the Padres here as their favorite. I think they should be favored. Um, and it's not too steep of a price. It's just not a price that I'm really excited about. So C grade play for me on the Padres here. Weather-wise, around 70 degrees on this one. Winds will be blowing in at around 10 miles an hour. Total, this one's eight. Model says 7.2. So an under spot here with the wind blowing in. Two good offenses, but also two above average starting pitchers. Michaelis is a good pitcher. Snell, very good. So two good starting pitchers. Model rates both these bullpens above average. And he wind blowing in. Pitcher-friendly ballpark. Model thinks eight's too many despite how good these offenses are. So it would go under eight in that one as a stronger play than the Padres minus 118 is. 940 is your first pitch. Mariners at the A's. Another chilly one in Oakland. 
around 65 degrees to start around 60 degrees to close. Winds will be blowing out to start like normally, but at the end of the night, actually blowing across more or less though, just kind of a standard night in Oakland where we don't expect a ton of runs. Didn't see a ton of runs on Tuesday. Unfortunately, the wrong team got the majority of them, but I'm back on the Mariners tonight. It's a massive pitching discrepancy with Robbie Ray and James Caprillion. And it doesn't mean that something like Tuesday night can't happen. That's why I always say there's no locks in gambling. I think minus two Oh ones is a pretty good price on the, on the Mariners here as I just like Ray so much more than Caprillion uh, underlying metrics say he's about a run and a half per nine better. Obviously the Mariners relievers are better. Mariners offense is better. Again, no locks in gambling, but at minus 201, I think the Mariners are a great play model. So this should be minus 233 since they win the 70% of the time. And if you're winning a minus 200 play 70% of the time, it's profitable in the long run. So I'm always saying you got to play a little bit of favorites, a little bit of dogs. If you take your dogs on the run line, you're doing the same concept, right? It's like playing dogs and, football or basketball where you take the points got to mix it up should be on both shouldn't always be on one or the other sometimes dogs have value sometimes favorites have value i think the mariners have value here didn't get it done for us tuesday but i think they get it done for us here on wednesday as like i said i like ray a whole lot more than caprellian total this one's seven models has 6.8 so it's an under i'd be comfortable going a uh, total i'd be comfortable going under at seven not at six and a half though and to wrap us up, Dimebacks and Dodgers got that split that I was hoping for with the Dimebacks. If you played one line in both of them on the Dimebacks, you actually won both of them. Um, but as we saw with the Dodgers here, resting a couple players, generally just overpriced, kind of coming to fruition here on Tuesday. I'm actually going to be on the Dodgers run line, though, on Wednesday. This is all about the starting pitchers. Dustin May is a much better starting pitcher than Bumgarner. He's been a little up and down in his five starts, but you saw the last start out. The stuff's there for him for sure. Diamondbacks offense still, as much as it's improved as they've made some call-ups, it's still a below average offense. And I just have zero faith right now on Madison Bumgarner. Uh, he, I think last start I had a decent start, but it was his first decent start. It seems like in six or seven. I think this Dodgers offense is really good and can get to Bumgarner. Like I said, I just I don't think he's got a lot left in the tank at this point in the season with all the wear and tear on his arm. Massive pitching edge here for the Dodgers. Obviously, their relievers and offense is better. And right now, the model says Dodgers minus 261, and it offers no value on either side. And so typically, given how much the models fade of the Dodgers, if it says there's no value, I tend to look at the Dodgers because when we have the opportunity to play them, we want to. Lost our last time we played on the Dodgers, but it won the previous I don't know, 14 or something crazy like that before that. Uh, so I'm on the Dodgers here. Minus 285 is just too steep for me. So I'm going to go on the run line at minus 137. It's not that steep of a price. I think it's worth a look, but there's just not a lot of value back in the home team at these odds. So it's only a C grade pick. It could get ugly. So I think it's okay to back the home team. But given what we saw Tuesday, where the Dodgers won one of the games by one and lost the other one outright, I think we just can't be too confident that Dodgers are going to go out there and really try to win every single game given that they're not playing for a whole lot right now. So I'll back the Dodgers, but since they might not really have that same, you know, desire every single game to go out there and get every victory as convincingly as they can, since that's not necessarily there, uh, I just want to temper my wager on them. But in general, like I said, I still think it's worth a look given the massive starting pitcher edge with Dustin May against Madison Bumgarner, because this game could get ugly. It should be five to nothing by the time we get to like the third inning. And at that point, the run line isn't a lock, but it should make us feel pretty good. So it's a secret pick for me here. Minus 137 is just a little too steep to love. Low minus 130s, especially in the minus 120s, that would be more of a B grade here. So I think that would offer a little bit more value on this Dodgers run line. So three games. 
that do not have lines as of yet, check Twitter and the Google Sheet. I'll update those. Uh, closer to middle, late morning on Wednesday. Otherwise, right now, for now, I have three A picks. And again, depending on how lines move, I may add some more. And there may be an, uh, an A pick. Again, check Twitter and the sheet for that. May it be an added A pick on top of some of these uh, later on. But for right now, I've got three. I've got the race one line at minus 167 at home against the Astros. I've got the Guardians at plus 112 at the White Sox. And then I've got the Mariners minus 201 at the Athletics. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Check out the website if you haven't yet. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. Don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. We'll see you tomorrow for more Major League Betting Picks. Got college football content dropping all week as well. As always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.